Hey, my name is Petra Cruz, and I'm obsessed with all things birth, but especially VBAC. I am a birth doula and mom who had a vaginal birth after three cesareans. In this podcast, we dive deep into the inspirational world of vaginal birth after cesarean. In each episode, you'll hear inspiring VBAC stories, practical tips from professionals who champion the VBAC cause, as well as my personal journey and how it might help you on yours. From mindset shifts to evidence-based practices, you'll leave each episode feeling inspired and informed. Get ready to soak in the wisdom, embrace the strength within, and join this incredible VBAC community. This is the VBAC Junkie Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 48. This is my two-year anniversary of my VBAC, aka my son's second birthday. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of reflect here on my VBAC journey because it felt like a wild one. And I didn't realize how crazy it was until afterwards. And even like now, almost two years later, I'm like realizing everything that I went through in that journey. And it was just so incredible and nothing that I could have imagined. I mean, I did imagine myself accomplishing that VBAC, but I never imagined what I would feel and how it would change me. So I want to start with like some of the challenges that I went through that I was not expecting finding a supportive provider. So I just want to reflect and I want to kind of give you some tips along the way if you're planning a VBAC that I feel like could be super beneficial for you. Even if you're not planning a VBAC, these can be incredibly beneficial for you. So some of the challenges that I faced along the way, the biggest one was finding a supportive provider. So I never found a supportive provider until I was actually in labor. And that was really hard because I had to learn how to say no a lot. And as a people pleaser, that is incredibly difficult. So I had to literally practice like every day, like I would practice, I have these like scripts that I've created. And this is also going to be included if you are not on Instagram and haven't seen like the teasers I've been putting out there. I'm creating a VBAC birth education course. Uh, I finalized the name, it's going to be called The Path to VBAC. So I was super excited about that. But anyways, I so the script that I use to practice, I'm including in the birth education course as well. So you will get that if you purchase the VBAC birth education course, aka the path to VBAC. So what I mean by a script, let me tell you. So what I would do is I would write down situations that I had either been through or I would imagine myself going through, such as a doctor telling me I had to schedule a C-section. I had to have an IV. I had to have an epidural. So these situations, I would literally look at myself in the mirror. (laughs) I did a lot of mirror work. It's awkward at first, I'm not going to lie. But I would literally look at myself in the face and I would practice this script and I would say, you have to have a C-section. And then I would look at myself and say, no, I am not going to have a C-section. You can schedule it, but I'm not going to show up. Okay. So that's what I mean by these scripts. So I would practice with myself, which I wish I would have done it with my husband. (laughs) It probably would have been less weird than me just talking to myself in the mirror. Um, 
but that's what I did. Okay. So saying no became more normal. It didn't feel so horrible to do it. And there's a certain way to do this. And I definitely recommend doing it with somebody else. Because one of the things that I do say is, have this person who is practicing the script with you, have them grimace at you, have them look mad at you. And while they're telling you this, like, you need a C-section, your baby can die. And while they're saying that to you, actually look angry or, you know, whatever, be as intense as you can. That way, you know, a doctor typically is not going to be that intense about it. Um, They would be nicer, typically. I mean, I can't speak for all doctors. Um, And that way you can get used to coming against almost like a brick wall, you know, and not feeling taken aside by the look, by the tone, because you're going to be like, I've already practiced this. I know I'm going to say no and I know how to say no and I'm confident to say no. So that was a huge one for me was making sure that I was honoring myself and my baby by sticking up for what I believed in. Okay. And just, I just want to clarify that what I believed in and what you believe in can definitely be different. It's not going to look the same for everyone. Okay. So just remember, you can say no to anything and everything, or you can say no to just one or two things. It's totally up to you, whatever feels good to you. Okay. I always want to emphasize that because my journey, yes, it is great. It was amazing for me, but it is not the only journey. It is not the only path to take. There are many. And so that was the biggest challenge. And that was one of the things that I did to kind of overcome it or get through it. Uh, Some of the triumphs that I wasn't anticipating, and it's it correlates exactly with my challenge. So the triumph was me being able to speak up for myself. Because I, you know, most of us, most of us are conditioned to kind of listen to authority figures. And I was that way for sure. And so I didn't want to make them mad. I didn't want to make waves. And so I would just say yes. And during this journey, I learned how to find my voice and speak up for myself. And oh my gosh, that is just so exhilarating and so empowering. It is like nothing I could describe because it just feels so good to speak up for what I want and what I believe in, even if somebody is telling me that it's not the right thing to do. And it does take work. It does. But I just want to tell you that was one of the unexpected triumphs that I was not expecting. And I'm so grateful for it because it actually helped transfer into like my postpartum because I learned how to better speak up for my children and really research and do my own research about things. And I think the biggest part of that is because I did go against the grain. I did go against my doctors and the outcome that I had was amazing. Amazing. So that just told me like, yeah, there is a different way. I can do something that my doctor is not recommending. You know, and I'm not just telling you, I'm not suggesting you just go against everything your doctor's recommending. Like I personally did my research and I was comfortable with what I was doing because of the research I did and because of the gut feelings I had. Okay. So trust your gut, do your research and, you know, just make the best decision for you and your family. So some unexpected things that 
happened. One was that my VBAC was so redemptive. It was so healing. And I never set out on this journey to get this redemptive birth. And if you that's what you're doing, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, we all have our different reasons, but that's not the reason that I set out on this journey. But it was so healing. I did not realize how much I needed that birth to happen. And I want to cry thinking about it. It helped me find who I am. It helped me find my voice, not just for myself, but for my children. It also helped me realize that I'm the influence for my children. I'm the one that they learn from first. I want to teach them autonomy. I want to teach them that they can make their own decisions. And it's okay if they feel good with it. They don't just have to listen to somebody because they said so, which I'll have to admit can be hard sometimes (laughs) because then you have these children coming against you like, why? Why? But why do I have to do this? (laughs) Yes, it can be challenging too, but ultimately I feel like it it is amazing. And I did not realize that that would happen for me. And Oh my gosh, it just makes me feel so good. And I, just, I did not think I was going to cry. <laughs> I am not a crier. Lately, though, the floodgates have been open. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> so some key lessons that I gained from my VBAC is just listening and connecting with my body, my baby, and my mind. So really taking time to quiet down myself and sit in solitude and have time for myself so I could just think or not think, you know? Because we live in such a fast-paced world that I think we feel like we have to go, 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 go on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And we don't just sit. And when we do sit, we pop on Netflix or something like that. We don't just sit in quiet. Or some people, they just sit and then they're on their phone. So, you know, a lot of stuff that I did was just sitting in quiet and really honing into myself and reconnecting myself, my mind, body, and soul, and my baby. I felt so connected, so much more connected. And it I feel guilty even saying this, and I'm going to dive more into this in another future episode, but I feel so guilty Um in a sense, because I felt so connected with this baby more so than I ever had with any of my other babies um, before they were even born. And so it is important. It is very important to just sit in that solitude and connect with yourself and your baby on a deeper level. It makes a huge difference. And like I said, I'm going to dive into that guilt part in a different episode because there's a lot that happens when you have C-sections and a VBAC. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. But like I didn't expect this guilt to come along with it as well. So anyways, I'm going to dive into that in another episode. So get ready for that one. <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> anyways, so if you're preparing for a VBAC, I definitely, definitely suggest that you just really consider why you're doing this. Because I really had to sit in quiet and ask myself, why am I doing this? What is what is my purpose for doing this? What is my reason for doing this? 
And I will admit, I did feel like there was a reason higher than what I was even envisioning it to be. And now I see. Now I see what that is because I'm on the other side of it. And I've been able to support and teach women who are planning VBACs that did not think they could do it, that did not have the confidence, that weren't sure if this even was the right thing for them to do. And I've witnessed them come into their power and birth their babies on their terms. Even if it didn't end up exactly the way they imagined, it was still on their terms and they felt amazing about it. And I also want to touch on that because of course we want this VBAC. That is our That's like a goal that we're trying to reach for. But the reality is not all of us get there. Even if we're planning for it, even if everything is perfectly done right, sometimes we don't get there. And that is one thing that I really want you to realize. It is possible that you have a repeat cesarean. So one thing I suggest, making a cesarean plan. I know, I know, I know. You don't even want to think about having a cesarean. I thought the same thing. I did not even want to put it into my brain that it was possible to have another C-section. I get it. It's hard, especially if there's some trauma still there, which, you know, if you've heard any of these episodes, you know that I suggest process that previous birth, do some fear clearing, and then create your C-section birth plan. And just, you know, I want you to research what you want to happen, have a gentle cesarean, exactly what that looks like. You want baby to your chest immediately. You don't want baby taken to the warmer. You don't want baby wiped off. You want the cord to stay attached until it stops pulsing. Like, and you can have all that too. You can have aromatherapy in there, depending on um, the anesthesiologist that is attending your birth. So literally put that into a plan exactly how you would want it to be music, affirmations playing, have a doula there because you can't have a doula during a cesarean too. Create that plan, okay? And then don't look at it again. Create it and put it away because we don't want to put any energy to it happening, but it's there just in case something does happen that requires a necessary cesarean, you have that and then it will be done on your terms. So that is one thing that I did. I did have a plan for that too. So anyways, that is that is one thing that I want you to do. Work on your mindset. Like I said, process those previous births that you've gone through, births or birth, and then do some fear clearing exercises. Super important. And I didn't realize how important it would also be to have a supportive community because I never found a supportive provider. So I really had to hone into having like a handful of people that I knew, absolutely knew they were going to support me no matter what. And that was my husband, my mom, my brother, my sister. And that was essentially it. That was like my crew that I knew they're they're my ride or dies and they support me no matter what. Like (laughs) that community is key. Having people that you know are going to be in your corner no matter what turns your birth takes is so important, so important. And hiring a doula that is going to align with your beliefs and values and views and all the things 
because you really want to trust who you are going to have in your corner. You want to feel comfortable and confident with them there. And words matter. Okay. So if somebody's like, oh, well, what if you have another C-section? Oh, well, you know, my friend had this traumatic birth and maybe that's going to happen to you. If people are saying that to you, I mean, yeah, it's great to talk to people about it. But if you have people talking to you like that, get them out of there. Like, don't talk to them about that anymore. They might be great, amazing friends, but don't talk to them about it anymore because <laughs> you don't need that negativity. Um, plan for your postpartum. Planning for that postpartum is so key. Like, we all plan for the birth. You know, this is something I'm reflecting on that I wish I would have done in a better way. <laughs> postpartum is hard. It's not easy. Whether you've had a C-section or a vaginal birth, now you have multiple kids if you hadn't before, or you have just more kids in general. And it's difficult. It's it's hard to create like a schedule, figure out meals, make sure everybody's bathed every day. <laughs> um, especially if your partner, husband, whoever is back to work really soon after, that can be hard. So definitely plan for your postpartum. Create and you know, you hear it about this village that you should have to support you. It is so true. It is so true. Create a meal train. There's even websites where you can put on there like, here's the meals that I want. And people can just donate money to it. Or they can donate gift cards to DoorDash or whatever. Um, hire a postpartum doula. There's a website called Be Her Village where you can create a, an account and you can actually get help paying for your birth doula, your postpartum doula, chiropractic, massage, anything that has to do with your pregnancy or birth, postpartum, lactation consultants, um, birth trauma therapists, anything, whatever you want to pay for with this money, you can. So beherevillage.com. I'm not sponsored by them, but I feel like I should be because <laughs> I always talk about them. But I think they're so necessary. Like I've said, if I had another baby, I would be all about Be Her Village and I would share my link like crazy to get people to donate because having that village, especially if you don't have like family that can really help you in your time of need, then that can absolutely help immensely. And talk to your partner, talk to your partner before you even give birth and, you know, just discuss what role you're expecting them to, to help with and you know, talk to them about what they expect is going to happen because it's so important to be on the same page. If you're anything like me, which <laughs> maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but I used to act like my husband was like a mind reader. <laughs> um, and like he would he should just know what I needed in the time that I needed it. Yeah, no, they no, they just don't. Okay. So talk about it. Open a line of communication so that you can get, you guys can talk about anything when you're both struggling in the weeds, like you have each other for a reason. Okay. And if you don't have a partner, postpartum doula all the way. Um, you can even get house cleaning um, through Be Her Village. You just have to create the link and everything and say what you want it for and people donate money to it. So there is help out there. It's just asking for it. And that's my downfall too. I hate asking for help. I'm like, I could do it. I can handle it. I got this. No, don't, don't be like me. Don't be like me. 
Okay, we can get all the help that we can. Like, accept it. If somebody says, I can drop off a meal, take it. If someone is like, I'll take your older kids to the park so you can just hang out with the newborn, take it. Um, I'm not saying just like if it's strangers or nobody you trust, but if it's somebody you trust and you're comfortable with them going with, then why not? You know, if they're offering, then take it. Um, so that is one reflection that I have that I really think is important is postpartum because postpartum, I mean, the birth is amazing, but postpartum lasts way longer than the birth, like way longer. And depending on if you have a vaginal birth or a cesarean, there's still recovery involved, okay? You still have to nourish nourish your body because you might be breastfeeding. Even if you're not breastfeeding, you still need to nourish your body because you've lost blood. You Your hormones, you they're all over the place. There's different hormones that have come into play now. And we go through the biggest hormone drop that we ever do in our lives right after birth. So it's really important to nourish our bodies and our minds. Make sure you're getting outside. Because sometimes when you're in the same four walls, it can feel so almost like you're in jail, right? So get out for a daily walk. Literally plan a daily walk, even if it's for five minutes. I know sometimes when I had been inside all day with the kids, I would just get outside for like five or 10 minutes like sit in the grass and just like decompress a little bit or even just go walking with them. I would feel so much better after that because of the fresh air, the sunshine, just getting out of that house. So these are just like a few of the things that I kind of wanted to reflect on um, as we're coming up on Luke's second birthday, which, oh my gosh, that felt like it just flew why? Oh my gosh. And he's so cute and he's so smart. Oh my gosh. He's like talking up a storm and <laughs> he's crazy. He's like singing and dancing all the time. Oh my gosh. He's so sweet. But anyways, even if you don't have a VBAC, I want you to feel okay with that. It might not be ideal, but you still grew a whole human being. Not everybody can say that. That is incredible. Your body went through this monumental journey and you deserve to be celebrated. You are amazing. If nobody's told you this today, you are amazing. And I'm so proud of you. Okay. You still gave birth you still gave birth either way. And I, I had to come to terms with that before I gave birth. You know, I thought about it. Would I be okay if I had another cesarean? Yeah, it wasn't ideal, but I said, you know what, if, if it came to it and I had to have a C-section for some reason besides convenience or because doctors were scared, then I would be okay with it. Okay. So I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. <laughs> Trust me, I know. But it is possible. And I am hearing more and more stories about women having VBACs after one C-section, two C-section, three C-section, four C-section, five, six. And I've even heard of someone having a VBAC after seven C-sections. Like what? <laughs> yeah. 
And I actually did. I've had multiple conversations with women who have had VBACs. I've supported VBACs in person as a birth doula. It's possible. Okay. Your body can do it. We, we were made to do this. As long as we're able to like stay in tune with our bodies, move the way that we feel like our body needs to move. And we're not just tied down to a bed. Our bodies can more than likely do it. We just have to give it a chance. I mean, of course, there's those rare cases where women's bodies can literally not do it. Okay. I'm not going to discount that because that is possible. But the majority of women can absolutely do it. And I I cannot wait to finish like this VBAC birth education course and roll it out to the world because I am putting so many things in there. Like I'm going to give you a step-by-step roadmap in the order that makes the most sense so that you're not like Googling all day and all night like I did. I would, I remember I would sit up at night while my husband was like snoring away in bed next to me. (laughs) I'd be Googling like crazy and checking on like evidence-based birth documents. I would check like the VBAC facts website. I would go on to like um, ACOG, the American College of Gynecologists, website so I could check like the guidelines, the policies, the risks, the benefits, and whatever else I could find that was like evidence-based. And I would go like on Facebook groups and literally search for any stories about it. So I am putting all that knowledge into a way that makes sense and that is easy to go through for you. So you don't have to feel all over the place like I did. Uh, when you were trying to figure out how to have this VBAC, how to have a, you know, successful VBAC and plan for it. I am so excited that you're here with me in this space. And I really hope that my story, my tips or anything has been able to help you in some sort of way. I just want to help. I just want to help others realize that they are enough. You are enough. And you can do this. I'm not, look at me, okay? I'm not special. I'm nobody special. I'm a regular person. I'm a mom of four kids. I live in a normal basic neighborhood. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I'm not like, there's nothing that makes me like more special than you, okay? Like if I could do it, You can absolutely do it. And you don't have to ask anybody for permission. That is one thing that was really hard for me to get over. I felt like I needed people's permission to do it. You do not. Okay. I'm just telling you this now, just in case you forgot, but you don't need permission to have a VBAC. You don't need your doctors to sign off on you having a VBAC. If you want to have one, you absolutely can. You can. If you feel good about that decision, you can do it. It's your choice. Ultimately, it's your choice. If you have any questions or you just want to chat with me about anything further about the the path to VBAC birth education course or uh, the freebie that I have that you can download, which is five steps to take when you're planning your VBAC. That gives you a roadmap and it's like um, just like a mini version of 
well, it's just a few things that you'll get that will be included in the course. So if you have any questions, go ahead and send me an email. I will leave links below or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at birthing come true. And yeah, that's where I spend most of my time. So if you want to get to know me a little bit better, keep on listening to this podcast or head over to Instagram and start following me on there. Again, thank you so much for being here and listening to my ramblings. I so appreciate you and happy birthday, Luke. If you're listening to this in the future, I love you so much. And you don't know, you don't realize how much your birth changed me. I love you so much. I'm so thankful for you and your sisters, of course. Ah, what the heck? (laughs) But anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you all too. Until next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the VBAC Junkie podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show so that you don't miss an episode. And also, I have a free gift for you. If you would like to have a guide on how to prepare for a VBAC, head to my website at www.birthingcometrue.com slash VBAC guide. And all of this will be in the show notes. So you can just click that link and head there and download this free guide. I hope you have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.